Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Zach Simpson, and Zach is going to talk about the proposed stewards on Colvin Avenue. And uh, Stewart is not doing too well with it, right? Well, good morning, Cynthia. How are you today? I'm doing good. Great, great. Um, so the Stewarts, um, for your listeners, um, the Stewarts, Stewarts shops were proposing a 4,000-square-foot convenience store with eight service um, areas for gas. Um, right there on the corner of Colvin and Washington Avenue, um, which uh, at the moment is, you know, has issues with traffic already. Um, and also the, um, it was involving the demolition of the old key bank building and two, two family occupied homes and a large garage. And the, proposal was to be right up against the Rosemont Street uh, neighbors. Um, there's a few houses that would be right back up to the uh, gas station. And um, it was denied by the planning board, the first proposal. Um, Stewards came back with a revised proposal, which involved uh-huh. a, a different shaped building. The first proposal which I didn't really care for. It was a two-story building, but it had a fake second story, which you could really see from driving down Colvin towards Washington. You could see the fake cutout. I didn't like that. I thought that was kind of – didn't like it at all. Um, the new style building was more of a Cape Cod style with the dormers, the traditional like uh, dormers in the top, New England style. And um, they did reduce the number of uh, fuel service areas to six from eight. Um, I think they may have reduced a couple of the parking spots. Um, but ultimately, uh, the planning board denied the uh, second proposal because uh, it didn't meet the criteria for conditional use permit. So so you and I have done shows on, on, on this issue before. Where What does the Leave Stewart's. Are they gonna try again, or are they are, are they just walking away? Well, there was an article in the Times Union right after the uh, planning board made its decision, the recent decision, and they said that they, I think they said something like they weren't gonna, um, something about they weren't gonna come back with a, they weren't going to come back again or something. There was something where it mm-hmm. didn't indicate they were going to come back with another proposal. Um, but actually right now, uh, Councilman O'Brien um, in the 12th Ward, he, he is actually working on a zoning text amendment, changing the zoning for those uh, two two-family homes from mixed-use neighborhood center to uh, our residential two-family, I believe. So um, if if that goes through, then those two two-family homes won't be able to be demolished. And also, the gas station across the street must be uh, uh, a sigh of relief, right? 
Yeah, so that is the Qureshi family that owned the um, Sunoco, which, you know, uh-huh. it ha- if that's that Sunoco, it's a smaller operation. It kind of blends in a little bit more with the streetscape in that part of town. You know, like the, the fuel service areas are set back from the road. You know, it's, it's just a little more appropriate for that location. Um, and yes, they're very, um, I think they're very relieved um, because, you know, the thing was Stewart's, you know, they kept saying, you know, there's a shortage of gas in the city of Albany and, you know, we need more gas stations. And I never really saw a need for more gas in our neighborhood because you have the Armory Garage gas station that's down the street. You have the Speedway that's right down in Central. You have, you know, there's a, there's, you got the uh, other Sunoco right down the way near SUNY. So I didn't see a need for more gas. And I certainly didn't see the need for a 4,000 square foot convenience store. When you got three, three supermarkets right down the street and, you know, you have several other options. You have Dunkin' Donuts, you got two Dunkin' Donuts nearby, so I didn't see the need for service like that. So I'm happy the stewards at this time is not on the table. So it's up in the air as to what's going to be put there. But how long has that building been uh, vacated? The uh, Key Bank? Yeah. Well, if you can recall, uh, Sue Rizzo, when she was running for Albany County Comptroller, she had her right. campaign office in there. Right, right. But I think it's been vacant for a couple of years as a whole. Do you know why Keybank moved out of that, that location? I don't know the context to that. Um, I'm sure it was for financial purposes, um, you know, cost containment maybe. Because when I was working, for, before I retired and I was working for the state, you know, a lot of state workers would go there on their lunch hour to cash their salaries. So when I saw it closed down, I was a little bit surprised. Because, you know, just by state workers going there, I w- my assumption was that it was a busy, busy bank. Was I wrong? Oh, I think it was. It had its share of traffic in and out of there. It had a drive-through right there on the side. So, um, but you know, I I would like to see something like maybe a little like a doctor's office, like you know maybe a couple of doctors or even a dentist office there, or mm-hmm. gosh, even even like some sort of you know even some sort of retail where they can use the existing building because you know. Steward shop, if you ask them, is there any historical value to the buildings, they'll say no. There's no historical value to this. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think it would be an absolute shame to take that building down. It's a brick building. It's got two floors. It's got a slate roof. You know, those types of buildings were meant to last, not to be taken down. So I would like to see somebody come in, use the existing space. Definitely don't take down those two, two families because that's existing housing. That's, you know, existing affordable housing. Um, So I'm definitely against that too. So, but the trick is 
trying to find somebody that's willing to occupy that space. And it seems like that's been a challenge. But, you know, you know, if you drive around Albany, I'm not sure uptown, but downtown, there are a lot of vacant buildings that have been vacant for a long time. So I don't, I don't hold out much hope that somebody's going to rush that tomorrow and purchase it and reopen it. What do you think? You know, uh, time will tell. Um, now that Stewart's, you know, hopefully has moved on, um, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be other developers that are going to want to come and try to, you know, propose something for that area. So, you know, we just got to wait and see. I mean, we got the other development, 60 Colvin Avenue, going in soon. So that's, that's, other, that's you know, another focus of ours. What's that? Tell, tell us about that one. So 60 Colvin Ave, uh, well, it started off rather controversially when, um, you know, the you know project was before the planning board and, you know, it was brought forth that there was a lot of toxic materials buried there, you know, on and in close proximity to that parcel which uh, resulted in further testing and then further testing after that. And uh, as of right now, they've done, you know, additional testing and the results appear as though there's no risk to develop the site for residential. And it's a, it's a mixed use development. It's um, two separate buildings. Uh, The one building has uh, three stories and then there's Mm -hmm. another building that has there. And then there's, um, Another one that's about like one and a half stories. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's about 60, if I'm correct, 63 apartments, 64 apartments. And it's a mixture of one and two bedrooms. Um, there's also going to be commercial space. And um, But here's the tricky thing. So it's about 63, 64 apartments plus commercial, 70 parking spots. What do you think of that? Say that again, please. So you got 63 apartments. Right. Plus plus commercial space for restaurant, whatever. 70 spots. Will there be uh, parking on the street or it sounds like it's going to be a little crowded. I think, well... You know, from the neighborhood perspective, and certainly from feedback from the neighborhood residents, is that it's inadequate. And the concern is there's going to be overflow parking of people parking in in our park, Westland Hills Park, which is adjacent to this development right on the corner there on uh, Anthony Street. And so if people are not able to park in their, you know, that 70 parking area, their next option is going to be to park in the park which is going to cause issues with people being able to park in the park. So that's, that's a concern of ours. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a, um, you know, I wish you could see the, uh, the design of the building. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's modern looking to, um, you know, it's a modern looking building. It kind of blends in with the streetscape of Colvin Avenue. Mm-hmm. I, 
I think it's going to have a lot of traffic issues because um, Colvin Avenue can be very heavy, heavy, heavily traveled. So we'll see. So, you know, now that the stewards of Colvin Avenue is, you know, a moot issue, did did Mike O'Brien um, work to work to have that to have that not done? Was he he was he a proponent? I you know he um he was he was he was supportive of the folks on Rosemont Street. The Rosemont Street neighbors, they were really amazing during this whole process. They wrote. Um, Sarah Harrington, she uh, she lives right there. She was she she did the letters to the planning board and you know just really laid out the case, you know. And Mike O'Brien was supportive of it. I was the neighborhood folks were supportive of it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they laid out their case. It was a auto you know auto oriented use, and that's not you know that's not appropriate for the type of zoning that's there. So, um, we're, we're this is uh, the start of the campaign for mayor. So, what do you see happening as far as the campaign for mayor this year? Oh, you know, I I, I would assume Mayor Sheehan is going to be running again for a third term. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of uh, talk about count, uh, Council President Corey Ellis running. Um, he has run before. Um, yeah. So, you know, it remains to be seen, you know, who's going to throw their hat, who's going to throw their hat in the ring for this next year. Are those the only two people that have been mentioned? I've heard, um, oh, I've heard others. I mean, there's been, you know, uh, former chair of the party, Jack Flynn. Uh, Andrew Joyce. Um, I've, I've heard of you know a couple. I think those are the main. Yeah, those are the main folks. Okay, so you know Albany faces a number of difficult issues. One of them being gun violence. What do you see as the issues that are going to be discussed for 2021? Uh, definitely gun violence. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, definitely gun violence. Um, okay. Definitely budget. Um, budgetary concerns. Um, uh-huh. You know, a lot of. You know, there's been you know tax revenue has been down, so you're going to have to kind of look at what you know cuts. I think the mayor's budget did come out, um, and there is a slight increase on the homestead tax so the homestead pro- property okay. tax um uh-huh. so anybody that owns a anybody that owns a home in the city of albany they're going to see a slight increase in their property tax bill not for next year um but i think uh covid covid is definitely going to be front and center as a topic you know especially now that we're heading into the you know the next wave of this COVID pandemic. Right. Um, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing skyrocketing cases around this country. 
And um, and then it too, right? And then what? In this area also. Yes, yes. Albany County has seen an uptick. There was an article recently in uh, you know the paper about oh I think it was like thirteen restaurant employees tested positive in Albany County. Wow. So you know there's you know there's that there is you know development you know there's there's always developers there's always you know mm-hmm. development projects that you know sometimes are controversial sometimes not so much there's always you know public safety concerns not just the gun violence but there's you know there's burglaries there's you know theft there's you know all of that and just you know so- the general so welfare about, of our city. So what about the twelve and a half million dollars? Um, do you think we're gonna get that this year? It'd be great if we do. Um I, I don't know. I I I would anticipate some sort of reduction based on the state of the state. Um but um I mean as far as budgeting goes, I would if I was, you know, involved with that, I would certainly plan for not getting the whole amount and not really banking on getting the whole amount. So if that's the case, um, do the taxpayers have to bear the brunt of that? Well, I mean, the big thing about the city of Albany is that you got all of these state-owned properties that are tax exempt right that's that's the main reason why a lot of these people like me you know i have a a modest home you know it's not a big home but i pay a hefty you know tax bill every year and uh, so does everybody else so Mm -hmm. you know yes we do bear the brunt as a city taxpayer (laughs) you know the funny thing was when i first bought my house in 2012 i would tell people I just bought a house, and they'd be like, oh, where'd you buy it? I'd say, uh, City of Albany, and they'd be like, ooh, the taxes are high. <laughs> and you know what? That still hasn't changed. So, the tax, you know, there's a little bit of a stigma there. If you buy a house in the City of Albany, taxes are high. Now, now you just said that the uh, taxes are going to increase on, on homeowners. Do you think that's going to drive more older Senior citizens out of of Albany, because you know a lot of senior citizens live, you know, in uptown. Do you think that's going to have an impact on the uh, the fact that many of them might decide to leave? Well, I you know the the tax increase for next year is a very modest increase. I think it's like twenty something dollars a year for every $150,000 you're assessed. You know, so it's not a big tax increase. It's a pretty modest one. But when you're a senior citizen living on a fixed income, living on a fixed, um, I think any increase is, is, is a toughie when you're, you know, you're relying on your Social Security, you know, maybe, you know, a modest pension. Um, so, yeah, I think it hits seniors certainly more than, you know, me. Somebody who's, you know, you know, my early forties and you know I think it 
I think it's easier for me to swallow than it would be for a senior. Right, exactly. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a very interesting year with with two faces that that the people in Albany have seen over and over and over again. And I'm just I'm just concerned that there's not fresh voices, new faces. Does that bother you? <laughs> I see a lot of fresh faces, Cynthia. You know, I'm I, I'm not just focused on the mayor. I'm focused on you know people running for sure. for other offices. Um, but yeah. Um, it remains to be seen, Cynthia, what's going to happen with the mayoral race. I mean, could it be a free for all where several people jump in? You, you don't know. It, it, you know, it could be the case. Who knows? Who, okay. Who knows? Okay. So. Uh, it would make it a lot more fun. Yes, it would. So, how many common council members have said that they're going to step down now? I believe four of them. Okay. And does all four of them have people um, ready to to throw their hat in the ring? I think so, yes. Okay. Uh, Are these new voices, do you think? I think some are new voices and some are kind of been around for a little bit. Okay. Wow. It's going to be an interesting year. So let me hear your take on Albany 2021. Well, as far as what me and like things I'm going to prioritize? You know, from your perspective, what's the state of this uh, city and Oh yeah. yeah. Well, the state of the city is not great. Um, it's not great. You know, we have a police force that's running short. We have Department of General Services running short. We have certainly a, uh, you know, we're dealing with COVID-19. We're dealing with a lot of people, you know, feeling isolated. I think COVID-19 has been very difficult on people with mental health issues. Um, I think next year, I am hoping 2021 is a better year. I think it will be. It's going to be really dependent upon this vaccine that Pfizer has developed. Um, Mm -hmm. Hopefully they could produce it and get it distributed. Um, That's, that's a real that's my hope for next year is we get a vaccine, we get it distributed and we get people to be able to resume life at, at hopefully as close to as we knew it before. And we're never going to get to what we knew before. We won't. You, I've, I've come you, to acceptance you, with that. You said that COVID is going to be a big issue in city races. What do you say that? Oh, um, no, I think it's it's going to be a topic, not 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 an it, no, it's going to come up. Like how like what 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 plans do you have? Cuz I think you know, into next year we're going to see the this uptick in cases and people are going to want to know have you done like what have you done 
for COVID? What will you do for COVID? Because we got to have mm-hmm. a plan in place to get through this. And a lot right. of candidates, I'm sure, will have something to point to that they did during COVID. Okay. Be it okay. mass delivery, be it, you know, providing services, providing food. So you're you're out and about in the, in, in the city quite a bit. Have there been businesses that had closed back in March that have not reopened and not ever planning on reopening again? Well, I'm sure there has been. Um, <clears throat> but there's definitely been businesses that closed down, that reopened, and then closed down. I've seen a few of those around. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's particularly if you're in the restaurant industry, Mm-hmm. Boy, what a what a what a hit to the business um, because you know everybody had to shut down, then you had to move to like takeout only, and then it was a reduced number of seating. And now we're going into the winter where you know, I guess they're extending the um, permit for the patio space, the bump outs. So, okay. I think so. I, I, I'm Unless that's changed. I certainly would not to have I would not like to have a dinner in December on a patio. What do you think? Oh, I think yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, some like, you know, some of them have a like kind of an enclosed area with like space eaters. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's, this next month or two is going to be interesting to see like how what the governor's going to do, what the county executive's going to do with 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 uh this rise in covid. Right. So, Zach, you you're you're on a lot of committees and you're all over the place. So, in the next 2 minutes that we have left, tell us what tell everybody what they should know about you and your contact information. <laughs> sure. Uh, Zachary Simpson, uh, you can email me at uptown, uptowncooperative at gmail.com. Um, you know, I'm involved with a lot of different things. I, I founded the Uptown Cooperative Program. I'm involved with Council of Albany Neighborhood Associations. I'm a vice president of Upper Washington Avenue Neighborhood Association. I serve on the Public Access Oversight Board for the city, trustee of Rapport Historical Association. I serve as a 12th Ward Democratic Committee member, and I am a mentor in the Capital Region Sponsor of Scholar Program. Do you ever sleep? You know, <laughs> people say that to me a lot. And I, you uh-huh. know, Am I ever up at one, two in the morning trying to work on something? Yes, I am. Uh-huh. But not, but okay. not often. I, I, I have pretty good time management skills. <laughs> and I get a good night's sleep. So I'm sure Zach, we're going to talk again as the uh, campaign season unfolds. So sure. you've been listening to Zach Simpson. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Zach, thanks thanks for being on this show. Have a great day. Thank you, everybody, for listening.
Thanks, Cynthia. Have a good day, everybody.